Welcome, welcome, beautiful souls to You Uplifted, the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into their true potential and power. My name is Safa, I am your host, and I am an intuitive healer as well as a women's health and wellness life coach, and I've got quite the treat in store for you today. I had the honor of talking to Donalyn Riley, who is just such a joy and such a powerful energy. Now, Donalyn is a licensed spiritual health coach who helps people develop, adapt, and evolve in business and relationships. She loves helping people to develop in business by tapping into the limitless power within. Much of the problems we run into in business require a new level of clarity or an adjustment in emotional response to get back on track. And that is just one of the topics that we covered in today's episode. So I'm just going to let us go right in. Here is the one and only Donalyn Riley. Well, hello, Donna Lynn, and welcome to the You Uplifted show. How are you doing today? Oh, excellent. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's really great. Me too. I'm so glad that we were able to connect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. Well, Donna Lynn, I like to always ask my guests to give us a little bit about themselves and their passion at the beginning of the show. So if you could tell us about yourself and how you got to where you are today, that would be great. Sure. So I am a licensed spiritual health coach and I help people in business situations. And um, how I got here <laughs> is a long story, but I'll give you a brief version of it. Um, that I, essentially I was um, working in a corporate position. I was the CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation and um, Several years into that position, my husband got diagnosed with um, a tumor in his brain cavity, and there was a lot of panic, and we were trying to figure out what to do. And um, so, the so I'll tell you that whole story. Actually, um, the the um, the hospital called. It's like six o'clock on a Sunday, so you're sure that like there's got to be some emergency, you know what I mean? And they're like, "You got to get down here right away." And my husband's like, "No, nope, not going. I'm painting the house. That's the way it is." And uh, so they get more and more serious on the phone, and eventually down we go <laughs> to the hospital, <laughs> where uh, you know the same neurosurgeon that got on the phone with me and said, you, it's a big emergency, showed us what the emergency was on all the screens and everything um, for a very long time, felt like a lifetime. And then we said, well, how long do we have to get a second opinion? And he said, uh, like two weeks. And we said, okay. And so phone calls go out, who's got somebody that can get us into the blah, 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 you know? And we end up, in the office of the surgeon who is top in the country of that exact surgery. And uh, he says, well, you have, you know, two, three months to get on the schedule. And so my husband looks at me and says, so you've got two months. We can figure out something else because we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, that journey was a really long, hard journey, right? But, um, <laughs> excuse me, uh, it was a journey of discovery for me. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it led to the place where actually both of us became uh, spiritual health coaches because as part of the modality uh, to be able to deal with the physical ailment, um, we really had to learn how to deal with very specific you know, mental and emotional and spiritual ailments, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. And so as we do that, we go, okay, well, this is something that is worth doing in the world and worth being a part of, right? Um, So, you know, that road back was a really long road and I was still the CEO of a corporation for several years after that. And uh, I was fortunate to be able to start to really employ the methods that I learned in my training and to... Uh, be able to really connect with people who were struggling, who were in my sphere, right? Who were already working for me or who were walking through the doors of my business and uh, they were in some sort of pain, mm-hmm. right? And not physical. Um, and, uh, and that is really how the spiritual health coaching came into my life and how I understood how very, very important it is in business, both for the individual going through the business, right? The, the person who has the aspiration of whatever it is they'd like to do and for the people around them, right? Because you don't have to be aware uh, mm-hmm. to know that this is a place you like better than that place, right? That you're having a good interaction or not a great interaction in a business. Um, but you do have to be super aware to actually have control over that. So. Hmm. Wow. Funny how life just seems to present these options to us, you know, to kind of work into or lean into. And then that little by little starts tying into something completely different than what we expected. Yeah. Yeah. A real surprise for me. I was, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had always had an interest in sort of alternatives, right? Like uh, knowing what that herbs and spices could be used for to cure a cold or whatever you were doing right in Mm -hmm. that moment. Um, But I never uh, had any thought about the depth of, of our ability to really connect to ourselves and have a huge impact on our physical, mental, emotional, and, and uh, business interaction, right. And our, real world experience Mm -hmm. to have that enormous impact. Yeah. And how they're not really as separate as we seem to think that they are too, which is always what blows my mind in terms of that holistic idea that we've still as humans believe mind, body, spirit, you know, business, family, relationships, that everything is separate. But the truth is that everything really is a, a whole sort of cohesive mass of movement and fluidity, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. And I think you're right that um, it's quite common in in our society to put those things in separate buckets Mm -hmm. and to say, I'm having stress in my marriage or I'm having stress at my job, but that's not impacting. Those two things don't impact one another, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And to not really comprehend that you are your whole self every place you go. Mm -hmm. So to be able to really tune in and have uh, a heightened awareness gives you the ability to have an accurate assessment 
of what's happening, which is really, I find the key is that that's where things tend to go wrong. <laughs> People either are not aware and they go straight to action or they're aware, but they don't go through the step of doing accurate assessment. So then they go from awareness to, I should do something about that. Mm-hmm. And when you skip steps, then you really come up with answers that may not be appropriate for your situation. And in business, you know, that, that can have lasting impact on your relationships. So business relationships are very tricky, right? Because they're not, uh, when we're in personal relationships, there's a certain amount of latitude, right? Sure, sure. So, so I like you. So if you behave badly once or twice, it's not a big deal because I like you or I love you. Right? Yeah, yeah. But when we're in business, it's a whole other situation. And connecting deeply in business is really important. So being able to do that without the same um, expectations mm-hmm. as a as a personal relationship is it takes takes some practice it takes a lot of practice especially for those of us who are in spaces where we actually kind of do both you know like i I will use myself for as an example so my family the way that we grew up my oldest brother has always been the entrepreneur and now i think we all are but you know he's Mm -hmm. kind of the one that got the ball rolling first Mm -hmm. and um so we a lot of us have worked with and for him throughout our lives i know i still do and it's interesting because I've, through that experience, I've been able to kind of, how do I, uh, I've been able to compartmentalize, you know? So like, I know when I'm with him one-on-one as a sister, we've got a different approach to each other as we do when we are one-on-one as boss and um, employee. Yeah. Family relationships are very complicated. And when you layer on another relationship on top of that relationship it takes an extreme amount of awareness for both people in it really um to be able to sort that out to be able to be respectful of one another mm-hmm. and to have your the people around you right the employees and the the customers and all of that to be able to really understand that these are two people having a business relationship even though they're also going to sunday dinner together yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a it's whole so other true. incentive to work out your problems when you're at work though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, completely. Yeah, completely. So you don't add another layer of like, let's figure this out in different yeah. kind of sets of boundaries and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's funny. Oh my gosh. And everybody at the dinner table has an opinion. You, know? you <laughs> just do not want that. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. And certainly I'm sure in your line of work, I have to I have to imagine that you run across very particular types of obstacles or difficulties that people face when they're working, you know, with you. What would be some of those like examples of some of those things that you've come across? Like let's say the most common issues. Well, I would say that the place that people start, right? The real basis of being able to start the conversation is in personal responsibility. It's in, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, there was a book called uh, Radical Responsibility yeah. in, that Fleet Mall uh, wrote. And um, that book really 
encapsulated the concept of taking responsibility, not just when it feels like it's your responsibility, Mm -hmm. um, which is when we do it, right? But then also taking responsibility when it feels like I actually have no control and I have no um, impact on this situation. This situation feels outside of me, right? Mm -hmm. But to actually take responsibility in that moment. And that's really the starting place for the work that I do with people is that once you say, okay, I am willing to take 100% responsibility for my experience, 100% of the time, then you can have a real conversation about how to move forward and to really have an impact on your experience and the experience of the people around you. Mm-hmm. And it's a powerful dynamic in terms of how that changes your perspective. Because you work with helping people like in business tap into their limitless power within, right? So, that's and right. that's kind of where they grow from. So to me, that what you just said resonates so deeply with that internal shift. Once you actually see that you are in that space, it feels very empowering. Yes, it is very empowering, isn't it? But you're, you're not wrong that before you get into the space of taking that responsibility, it feels like if I take this responsibility, then I am at blame, mm-hmm. right? So that's yeah. usually the thing that keeps people from saying, I will take this responsibility on in my life is that um, they're like, well, I didn't do that, right? <laughs> I'm not taking responsibility for that part. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, when you do, then you are seriously in the driver's seat. And that makes it a whole different game. Yeah. And an interesting dynamic in the sense that, and perhaps maybe I am a little biased about this just because I don't know, I maybe have a bit of a stick up my butt about it. But I think that in general, we have started to lack the ability of actually taking ownership and responsibility in our lives. So the concept of that responsibility being set and founded um, in a very empowering way is almost, almost radical, I would say. Yeah, it's absolutely radical. I think that's exactly right. Jeez, yeah. And it's impressive because you'd think in terms of building our own leadership skills and in terms of developing our own businesses, which I think many of us are out here trying to do, we would look at that as, to me, something that comes kind of with the job. You know, you've got the responsibility of stepping up to the plate and taking care of these things. And that, by the way, I'm hoping that the listeners understand that when we're speaking of responsibility, we are not talking about blame. Oh, right. Exactly. That's exactly right. That is exactly the the misunderstanding that happens is that uh, there is no, so once you really take responsibility, you realize that there is no blame to be taken. Exactly. Things haven't actually gone poorly, even though your experience of them is not pleasant. So that's a really interesting shift when people can start to really observe themselves and their situation in a way where there doesn't have to be judgment of that moment over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's often when people settle. start really observing their scenario, they say, oh, this, they sort into good and bad, right? And this makes sense because in our society, this is what we're taught to do, right? You're mm-hmm. in a good relationship. You're in a bad relationship. These are, these are the ways w- that we're taught to think. And when you are not sorting, then suddenly there's a whole new perspective 
to be able to interact with the information that you have uh, without the layering on the judgment. Mm-hmm. And being from a family business, uh, I know you know that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a really big one in family business, right? Yeah, and a people delicate balance too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people carry in their their histories together, right? You were, say, uh, you're my brother, and now you're the boss, and you were always the little kid, and now you're bossing <laughs> me around, or whatever that was. Or when we were kids, you never thought I was, or you always thought I was, right? All of those definitive types of, of sentences that go through your mind, one's mind, uh, when there are wounds to be dealt with. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe let's delve a little bit deeper into that, if you don't mind. Let's maybe take an example of what stepping into our responsibility with power and clarity and presence would look like in a business situation for us. Okay. So uh, do you mean in a specific business situation? Um, just in general. Um. Well, I think that uh, there's sort of, it's hard to have a general uh, uh, sentence about that, except that (laughs) when you raise awareness and you step into your power in that way, then your whole world shifts. It becomes completely different, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, So what that looks like often when people come to me, And if they are, say they're an entrepreneur and they're working relatively alone, uh, then that stepping into that power is really about tuning in to right action. And so they're and lining up with right action. And so that relationship is relatively straightforward, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're sort of stepping out before you become in a position where you might have employees or a larger company. Sure. Um, But when people come to me and they are uh, from a larger company, then the uh, the what it looks like the problems are from right before we start working together are about typically about relationship, either being stopped from doing something from above or below, right? Um, Or you're somehow ineffective in a way that you would like to be really effective, but you just can't figure out how to be effective in that situation and things feel out of control. So, um, so that's typically, that's kind of where it all begins in that state of, I don't have as much control as I'd like to have. And as you um, work, as we do the work together and as you uh, gain awareness, accurate assessment, you learn to take action that is in alignment with what you're doing then uh, you start to really, as, as you would say, step into that power. Mm-hmm. And it is a very, very powerful place to be. Um, but it, isn't, it can't come from a place of demanding, right? When you're in relationship mm-hmm. with the world where you say, I'm, I must have, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the boss. <laughs> right, right. Then there's, there's, you're not in right relationship because you're not actually standing in your power. Mm-hmm. Um, you're standing yeah. beside your power saying, I wish I was in that power. Right. 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 And it's almost a, um, it's almost a very forceful intent versus a creative one. Yes, that's correct. That's right. That's exactly right. 
Mm-hmm. It, yeah. is, um, it is a very direct and ag- aggressive, not there in a, not in a, uh, you know, not in a bad way, but just, it has a lot of force to it. It has a lot of energy behind it typically where you really don't need all that energy and it does leave you exhausted when you use all that energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're getting nowhere, you're spending all your energy and you're wondering why you can't connect, you know, mm-hmm. in that way. And so when you actually step into that space where you are in your own power and then you expend very little energy and you get quite a bit done because the response to you from the world, from the people around you and from the world around you is very, very different. Mm -hmm. It takes on a a hue of clarity, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Which is actually making me think of the following. I know that that's, I mean, that's part of your job, right? That's kind of what you work in. In terms of developing that clarity and adjusting that sense of emotional response, right? To get back on track when it comes to our business. What would be maybe like, let's, I like to always like, you know, add numbers to things for the show. I don't know why. I (laughs) think it makes it easier for me to process. And somehow I bring that forward as well. But so I would say, what would be like your top, like, let's call them one or two tips as to how to gain clarity um, and then find that adjustment and emotional response to get back on track in your business? Well, uh, the tools that I would use, right, those, those things that I could suggest to people are, would change depending on the situation. That's one of the uh, benefits of having a very large tool chest at my disposal. But I would say that um, uh, for people who are working relatively alone, and truthfully for everyone, a place to start is really in doing um, awareness work. So that would be breath work. That Mm. would be uh, mirror work, right? So those are the types of tools that you can use very, very effectively to tune in and to create the separation that you need in order to um, behave as the superpower that you really are uh, by creating a little bit of separation between you and the sensation of your feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So that would be a real starting place um, for most people. Oh, I love that. And I mean, you know, I'm a yogi, so that breath part is so exciting to me. The breath is key. The breath is key, I gotta say. (laughs) I agree. I mean, there's a reason why it's called the life force, right? I mean, if we're talking almost like in Star Wars terms, there's a reason why it's so important. Yeah. But uh, also tell me a little bit more about the mirror work, because I know we, that phrase, I think in particular, gets used a lot in different types of modalities for different reasons to heal different things. So I'm curious to see kind of how you use it. Okay. So uh, mirror work is, there's, it's sort of, I'm going to compare it a little bit to the breath work. Mm-hmm. In breath work, a lot of times people hear breath work and particularly if they haven't done a great deal of it, they go like, oh yes, I listen to the sound of my breath go in and out. and um, there isn't sort of layered on top of that, all of the physical changes that are happening in your body when you oxygenate it, mm-hmm. that then create uh, spiritual, mental, emotional changes, right? Um, so the, the sort of name of the work is 
actually sort of smaller than the work itself. And that's very true with mirror work where it's you and a mirror and that relationship looks pretty straightforward, but how you use that mirror can change drastically how you behave in the world. So often people uh, need to work with their own self-confidence, with tapping into that power, right? Mm -hmm. And being comfortable in it, not running from it when it feels like um, uh, really uncomfortable. It feels really uncomfortable, right? Yeah. If you have not been standing in it, then you go like, either I don't believe it's me or <laughs> yeah. that can't possibly be me, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, so to be able to sit with a mirror and talk to yourself and receive your own words is really, really an important piece of that puzzle, whether the talking to yourself is without sound or with sound, right? So um, that's a great way that you can use it for certainly for issues like self-confidence, mm. um, not feeling very powerful in the world, uh, feeling like um, anxiety and, you know, people, people often will go to work and they will accept the um, the consequences of going to work, <laughs> right? <laughs> They'll say like, oh yeah, my stomach always hurts when I'm at work, right? And they, they don't always sort of wake up. So when somebody says, I am unwilling to accept whatever those consequences of the emotional impact that I'm letting the world have on me is, then you can really start to deal with some of the things that normally you would see in a, a more emotional practice, right? Not a business setting, mm -hmm. but extend into your business life. So it really does not matter whether you deal with it in your business life or your home life. If you're dealing with anxiety, that even if it's only felt in the business, then dealing with the anxiety in your body, in yourself, mm -hmm. is going to have an impact on every area of your life. Absolutely. Oh, I got goosebumps when you said that because mm. it's just so we have a, such a tendency, like almost a voracious tenacity to do this, to completely obliterate and bypass all of our needs and our true like signs. You know, like if our body is giving us a cue, we'll usually bypass it. Yeah. So I love that you said that. And I love that you're talking about that um, particular aspect of the mirror work, because it's funny. I actually did an episode with my friend, Emily, who's a photographer down here in Houston, not too long ago. And we were talking about the fact that one of the biggest healers in my own relationship with self was that I had a friend who had physically held me in front of full length mirror <laughs> and made me verbally say to every part of my body that I loved it. And even though it seems pretty, and it was very intense, it was what I needed to kind of get the foundation of snapping me out of that negative correlation to self. So I love that you're saying that mm. it's just fantastic. Mm. Yeah, there's a really important um, separation that we must have in order to be able to, to really take control of ourselves, right? And that separation that you're talking about, even the idea of looking at yourself in the mirror as if you are another entity and saying, I love you, mm -hmm. right? Creates a, a little bit of space 
between the body and the soul. Mm -hmm. And with that space comes perspective, comes appreciation. There's so much that can come in when you have that space. But when you're busy looking in the mirror saying, no, no, those are really fat thighs. I don't know why we're saying that to them. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. everything uh -huh. but my thighs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Oh, yeah. That's true. Right. I love with my clients. I really do. And it's always so heartbreaking to me, but I understand where it comes from though. And I think that's why it's heartbreaking, but yeah. Yeah, that practice of tuning and I'm sure you're quite aware of Louise Hay and her um her work with the body and mirror work, but you know, that sort of tuning in and saying every part of my body is interesting and uh acceptable to me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm willing to love it. Uh is is we're off topic of course for business that's not <laughs> a little where bit would start too. in business of course uh we're not gonna that's not the beginning <laughs> but it, it but it is um it it is it can be certainly a byproduct of the work that we do in service of business because right? mm -hmm. those relationships are allow us to sort of work things out on a surface that will then work their way in mm -hmm. just like in our energy system how if we're working in the subtle energy, uh, those changes, although maybe imperceptible to the person in their body, mm -hmm. can work their way in and suddenly the body changes, right? So it's the same process where we're working in business and we're working in relationships that are relatively safe to work in. Yes. Right? They're yeah. much safer, easier to work in, I would say, than marriages or places where you have deep dependence upon one another, right? Mm -hmm. There's a little well, bit of space. I think the reason for that is, is it really should start and end with us, you know, at the end of the day. That's right. If, it does. <laughs> yeah. If we don't have that self-love, self-appreciation, self-care, then it's very difficult to go out there and embody almost anything else because it, it demands being in any kind of relationship and that's whether it's with your job, with your partners, with, you know, your family members, with your friends, whomever, being in any kind of relationship is going to demand that first you are able to give that that care and that love to yourself. Because if you don't, that's where we also fall into that place of either we become very codependent or we allow people to slightly walk all over us or very much walk all over us or, you know, all of these patterns that can then repeat themselves. And in the business, I mean, if I'm really thinking about how our business structures are, especially in the United States, I think we've kind of made the perfect breeding ground for the opposite. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's kind of dysfunctional in the sense that we put all of the emphasis on the external. We completely bypass the fact that everything is holistically connected, just to use the word in that sense. And we then kind of go at each other from a place of injured ego from a place of pain body, you know, if you know the work of Eckhart Tolle. And then mm -hmm. we continuously, it's about blame, which we were talking about at the beginning of, of the show as well. So it's all of those things present to themselves, I think, because we very rarely take the time to do all of the internal work first. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, I think that coming to the understanding being willing to come to the understanding that the world is a mirror of our inner life. Mm 
mm-hmm. is is really central to that, right? Because it doesn't feel like like when you're in an argument with somebody, you don't want to say that. No, <laughs> you don't want to yeah. say like there's some <laughs> unrest in me, and that's why that person was mean to me, right? Um, or, <laughs> or maybe you do, and then they look at you like you're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, if you're willing to say there's an unrest in me to deal with, then you've stepped into that power that we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. if you if you don't, and most people kind of start from the position of the world is not a mirror of my inner life. It is chopped up into little pieces. It is not holistic in any way. And that my marriage is happy and my boss is an idiot or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And those two things are not connected. Uh, I can tell you because I travel between them every day. (laughs) Right. And so, uh, when you start to understand that there are beliefs behind each of those experiences that you're having, that there are previous experiences of your own that are making up that moment, that are contributing to that moment. There was a time uh, I, I was, we would have lunch in this lunch room at one of the places I worked. And there was this time where I just really, it was a topic I really didn't want to talk about. And, uh, it came up every single day at lunch. <laughs> Somebody would say it to me. And I was like, what is wrong with people? They know I don't want to talk about it. It comes up anyway. I, I don't understand what's wrong with them, right? Why won't they just leave me alone, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I really did this process that I said, I am willing to just not respond to have enough space in my conversations with people that I'm just not going to answer the question. I'm just not going to talk about it, even though it comes up every day. And I don't think it was three days and nobody ever talked to me about it again. (laughs) Nobody ever brought it up again. And, And that's when I really realized that there was something in me that was leading the conversation in a direction I didn't want to go. Even though I couldn't see it, I couldn't hear it, but something about the way that I was speaking to people was opening a door that I wanted closed and Mm -hmm. really being able to do that inner work meant that I was able to impact my outer life in this way that I had been saying them to for weeks, right? I have been saying to them, you guys have to stop talking to me about this. You're making me crazy. Please stop talking to me about this, right? I had no impact Mm -hmm. on the scenario until I took it in and took radical responsibility for myself and really did the work and then showed up Mm -hmm. and allowed the world to unfold in front of me. And suddenly it was a completely different world. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's I'm blown away because I was just having a conversation with someone about this and my point and something I just kind of kept circling back to, which I guess today is the day of this for whatever reason. So which was the fact that whenever we resist something that deeply, like whenever we really are either resisting or forcing something that much, it's good for us to pause and maybe like take a step back and I ask why first, like actually ask what's up and then allow, you know, to just allow and let it flow. And a lot of the times it's like you said, it's kind of like, you you know, you've heard that expression um, or maybe, maybe you haven't, but I hear it a lot kind of like in my, in my realm about uh, the universe gives you like, it hates a void. And so it feels more of the same. So if you kind of keep putting more of that same energy, the universe kind of keeps giving more of that back to you. Does that make sense? 
Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, so it just reminds me of that so deeply because it's like, well, here it was. And then once you allowed it. (laughs) Yes, yes. And also I think the thing that you're talking about when people are incredibly invested, when one is incredibly invested in any outcome, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times it has to do, if you really start talking and unwinding that, it has to do with two things that are connected for that person that are in reality not connected with one another. So there's typically there is a a place that is behind what they're invested in that says, Mm -hmm. if I don't get this, then this will happen. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in those if then statements, then you can really, you, you know, if you bring them out and really look at them, then you can determine what's happening there because often we've connected just through life experience, right? Our brains are constantly trying to make sense of our surroundings. Mm -hmm. And so through our life experience, we say, you know, every time I do that, this happens, Mm -hmm. even though maybe it wasn't every time, (laughs) right? Or maybe it had to do with something else, right? But we've connected these two things. And then once you have, then the I have to haves come in, right? Because I don't want to pay the price of whatever that completely disconnected thing is. Mm-hmm. But it's coming for you. It's it's going to happen. It's yeah. pretty much a guarantee, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, it's in that. So story. that's sort of unwinding, that sort of, you know, disconnecting and, and mm-hmm. really uh, unlocking the the things that don't belong together is part of that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oof, I love that. Yeah, because that speaks right to the core of stories. You know, <laughs> like I said, our ego does create these stories as we go on when you were little, especially, and then it'll use examples as like proof. You see, every time this happens, this happens. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You see people who are like this don't like me. Yeah. Bosses really are like mm-hmm. fill in the blank or employees really are like blah, 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 blah right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, now that do. I'm thinking we, about we it, I have to the evidence. <laughs> it, we do create the evidence. <laughs> I was just thinking I, I might need to explore my own aversion to technology. I'm like, oh man, I'm just sitting here like maybe there's a reason I'm always saying that technology always crashes around me. <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting what we find in our language and what we find in our reality, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And what the correlation the word is, the spoken word, and how we yeah. use those words. And, you know, there's a lot of vibrational things we could get into here, but um, the short version being that the words that you're using have an actual impact, not just because you have a belief about them, Mm -hmm. but because the words that we have learned have um, vibrational resonance throughout history. Mm -hmm. So what it used to mean and how many people have been saying it for how long has an impact in this moment. Yeah, that's a little bit more etheric than we usually get here. But uh, (laughs) oh, I love it, though. You're speaking my language because that's something I say constantly. And, you know, you'll you'll hear back through some of the episodes of you uplifted. And I'm like, if we're going to talk about this, let's take a look at what the word actually means, because I really believe. And that's why, like, in terms of let's let's take it even more. Um, etheric, right? Let's take it okay. even more that way and talk about <laughs> right, sort, of like, <laughs> sort of like the witchy realm, so to speak. 
And if you're thinking about it, spelling something, you know, creating a spell, that's kind of what you're doing when you're saying something because you're spelling it out. So by like putting that energy out there, it's like, well, you've, you've said it. So, so what, you know, here it goes. It's going to follow that energetic outpour. So it's interesting yes. you said that. Yeah, yeah. So this has a real and practical result in your life. So the this is you're spot on, okay? And um the practical of that is when you are in the argument and mm-hmm. you feel yourself want to say it. <laughs> whatever the it is that you, should, you know you should not say <laughs> you know that it is going to have an impact that is not desirable in mm-hmm. the situation but will feel better in mm-hmm. you right mm-hmm. and so that has a lot to do with the vibration of that word that word that you know not to speak, but you speak it anyway. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you plant that seed into the relationship, the seed of your intention, the seed of intention from, you know, eons gone by. Yeah. And it sprouts, right? So you feel better because you're not holding in that, that energy anymore. Mm-hmm. Instead of allowing the energy to dissipate and having some tools to actually be able to get rid of the energy in productive ways, um, you, it coalesces into the word. You say the word and you end up back in that same situation with that person or you've amped it up to a new level. And usually that's where it goes, unfortunately. And, and yeah. you know, a lot of the time too, it's through, I'm going to say it this way. I'll phrase it this way, but I think you'll understand what I mean. A lot of the time it's through no fault of our own, only in the sense that I don't believe we've been taught how to properly address situations in communication styles. You know, like it's very, and once we actually get into something, if just one word is said that vibrates in a particular way for either people, then everything else just seems to spiral after that, you know? Yes, so yes, absolutely. Dynamic. And, and I, I do agree with you that um, the sort of through no fault of our own is absolutely, uh, I'm willing to say it because <laughs> um, the, the, the piece that we believe as little children is that we will get all of the tools we need to go through life mm-hmm. from the people in our immediate surroundings. And typically the people in our immediate surroundings don't have all of the tools to go where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. They have some of them have the tools to go where they want to go. Some of them don't even have that. Right. But <laughs> yeah, if, that's even true. if they have their tools, their set of tools that work for them, it's not an appropriate answer for you. So mm-hmm. you, you know, this sort of idea that, um, I learned what I needed to know about emotional development, about how to be in concert with myself, or some people like to say control, right? Mm-hmm. That's different, mm-hmm. different implication there, but similar, um, that if I am able to, uh, to do that, I learned all that when I was young. And in fact, every day we are learning that. So learning new tools about that and employing those tools and seeing how they work in your life um, can make an enormous difference. Mm -hmm. It it can have a tremendous impact for sure. And that's why I think it's important for us to be 
at least a little bit open to hearing from one another, you know, because we can all learn, you know, you've got these tools that have worked so well for you to help people step into their power in their business. And I think it's amazing and we're all seeking them. And someone else might have a tool that's going to help, uh, I don't know, better sing or something. I, I'm just, the first example yeah. that came to mind was that for whatever reason. So, but the, the cohesive work of each one of us learning from each other constantly, knowing that that beginner mind actually helps us to further develop, I think is, is key to that. Uh, before I was in a corporate position, I worked in the theater and uh, I was fortunate to get to work in the theater as a, as a designer. I was a sound designer um, in New York at a, at a very high level. And from the time even even at the very beginning, there was always a saying that people would have when they were in charge of a certain department, any department. Um, they would say, if you want something impossible done, give it to someone who doesn't know better. And so the, the implication really is, I can't figure it out. The wisdom of the history of the world gives me the answer no, mm -hmm. but I know there is a yes. And so I'm willing to give it to someone who doesn't, who, who can't use the history of knowing how the, the world works to close the door. And once they open the door, then I can learn from them. Mm -hmm. mm. It's powerful. It's really powerful. And it is kind of uh, the, the thought behind everything. I think it was a book years and years ago, everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten, right? So the idea that um, people who we may not expect to be our teachers are our teachers. Mm -hmm. Yep. If we're open. If we're mm -hmm. open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they come in many different shapes, forms, sizes, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Donna Lynn, I think that I could probably talk to you all day long. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I know me too. This was a fantastic, fantastic thing. Yeah. Um, so before I let you go, how about what would be your chief advice for the listeners on how to become empowered and uplifted? So uplift is such a wonderful word, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we can, we can do that for ourselves. We can do that with other people. Um, so really, I think that we're, we get back to these central elements that we've been talking about in terms of really taking responsibility for yourself without bashing without judging, without saying, oh, fine, it is all my fault, right? But really taking the responsibility to become aware and then to take it to the next step for yourself is how you, how you can step into that power. And uplift, uh, it really is about intention to uplift. Mm -hmm. So the, one of the big questions in, in the concept of upliftment is how much of your day are you willing to be happy? Mm -hmm. How much? Is it an hour? Is it a few minutes in the morning and then you rush off? Is it every minute I will ask of myself, 
can I feel better in this moment? Because that action from where I am to just a little better is the action of uplifting. Mm -hmm. And once you can do it for yourself, then you can start to do it for other people and with other people. Yep. Mm, I love it. Donna Lynn, that was perfect. I think it's a great way to close it off. And if you could please tell the listeners where they can find you and um, get in touch with you, that would be great. Super. Yes, that's great. Thanks. Uh, so my website is DonnaLynnReilly.com. So that's actually, there'll be a link, right? I don't need yes. to spell. It'll be in okay, very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> so there'll be a link. Um, and everything that I am doing is right on that page. And there are, you know, wonderful free resources and ways to get in touch with me and uh, more information, blog and vlog and all of that. So, uh, yeah. So um, awesome. That's how you do it. Very cool. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. It really was such a delight. <laughs> oh, it really was, Safa. Thank you so much. Welcome back, beautiful souls. I truly hope that you enjoyed that episode. I know I had just such a wonderful time talking to Donna Lynn today. And if you have any questions or if you want to get a hold of me, don't forget you can always reach me at info at nourishingpaths.com. Com. The website is nourishingpaths.com. And then, of course, you can find me on Instagram at nourishing underscore paths. All of those end with an S because there are many different paths that we take to heal ourselves. So, yeah, just so that you remember that. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to leave a review and share with your friends. Subscribe and tune in every Monday. So, have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will talk to you next week.